Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot believe I am here again, uh, bombarding you and dictating to you that you should listen to my next episode, episode five of If Comedians Rule the World. I have to say to you, I, I am so pleased with the downloads I have got across the whole world. I mean, across the whole world, apart from Africa. Africa is the only continent that has not downloaded my podcast. Right now, in terms, if we had to call it a league table and an Olympics league table, United States is not necessarily leading, but the United Kingdom is leading. And then you have the United States, and then you have Canada, you have Australia, you have Singapore, Venezuela, of all, I can't believe it. I have a download, two downloads from Venezuela, and it's from a, a town called Cacajas. And I, maybe Philip, when I introduce him, might be able to tell me what's going on. The country, the city called Cacajas, which is in Venezuela, is the most, uh, for criminal activity, is one of the top <laughs> for criminal activity around the world. And that is where I'm getting downloads. So I don't know whether they think that I am a real dictator or they think I am going to guide them on how to increase their moderate, but they are, it's a dangerous city according to Wikipedia. So it gives me great privilege and honor. You know, I call this If Comedians Rule the World. And uh, when I first started this podcast, I wanted to involve comedians. But one of the things I've also noticed while I was performing live before Boris Johnson put me under house arrest is people keep asking me, where do I get my uniform from? And I thought it would be a good idea. What well, a fantastic idea to introduce you to the man who supplies my uniform, uh, Philip Amory. And I think I met him well over two years or three years ago, and he will correct me. And it was a market in one of these towns in St. Albans that I captured. And I was walking past and I saw this uniform, and this is where I got my Royal Heart Artillery hat. And you, you can see all these medals that I wear. It's all from Philip uh, or Phil. And uh, that's how we got talking. And every time he sees me, he calls me Mr. President. And I've grown to like him as a person, even though he is the man who supplies me with his uniform. So with no more uh, further discussion from me, can you please give it up and pretend that you're in a comedy club, give it up for my army supplier, the man who dresses me well so far, Phil Amory. How are you, Phil? I'm very good, but I'm, I'm slightly disturbed. I thought you were a real dictator. Well, wow. comedian. <laughs> Well, look, I, 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 I have I've always thought you were the commander. I'm, I'm <laughs> devastated. Don't be devastated. You can still, for the next 30 minutes or so that we are together, you can still pretend that I am a real yes. dictator. I you know, where, my world. <laughs> you know um, yesterday when I was interviewing someone called Sadia Azmat, we were talking about homelessness and how we could possibly fix homelessness in the United Kingdom. And she said to me, Mr. President, you're a real president. You know, power corrupts. I think she took me too seriously because I have no power whatsoever. This is all in my head. Just no, you should have. You should have. Well, maybe we can talk about that later. But I, I remember you, 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 you want to introduce yourself because I know you're a self-employed. You sell some really fantastic. And I have to say to you, 
you had dressed me so well that people think I'm a Walter Mitty. They think I'm faking that I am a real army officer when I am not. That is how brilliant your uniform is. Do you want to say a little bit about yourself? You, your well, I, as a child, my favorite television program, I'm showing my age here, was something called Mr. Ben. And I always loved the way Mr. Ben could go into this shop, put on a uniform, go out the back and have a real life adventure in that uniform. So I thought one day, this is what I want to be able to provide people. And you are the answer. I've shown how I provided you with that adventure. Honestly, it's, it's been fantastic. But what I don't seem to understand, maybe you can correct me. I, 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 I at times get lots of um, uh, ex-army officers who are really angry about the fact that they see me wear this uniform. And maybe because I wear it so well, they think I'm pretending to be an army officer. And I remember one person saying to me, in America, it's illegal for you to buy a, a, an army uniform and wear it. Especially uh, from my original country, Nigeria, if I dressed like this, apparently I would get arrested. Why is it that you can walk into any shop in the UK and just buy a uniform and just wear it? It is, it is crazy if you think about it. Yeah. Some of the people who could probably get hold of uniforms and what they could do. But in, in this country, what I've done with you, for example, is I've given you slightly incorrect medals to show that you're not trying to show that you are a real person, real army officer that have been, you're wearing Russian medals on an English uniform. So that should be able to show sensible people what you're trying to show. You know, and that is really interesting because I've always felt that if the uniform was so real, then it no longer becomes comedy. And I'm not sure whether I ever said this to you, that uh, a few months ago before the lockdown, I received an email from someone, an ex-Royal Artillery Army officer. And he said, dear Mr. President, I don't know if you're real or not, but I am so offended that you are wearing this uniform because I know you have not served the British Army. Can I ask you to remove this badge because you are depicting yourself as someone who has served in the Royal Artillery? And I just thought, come on, look at the uniform. Look at the state of my belt. Look at the state of the medals. It is obvious that it's not real. Why do people, there's so many people who take offense. They just are offended. But I think that there are people who take offense at everything. Most people will see you as you are, but you will get the odd person who maybe you don't, you don't know what they, where they've been to. They may have been to Afghanistan. They've trained six months to be able to wear that hat badge. And then they take it that seriously when they come back. Yeah. You'll find most of them realize when they look at you, or they should do, that it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just really fascinating that, um, that you, when I hear your, your, your story about how you decided to go into this business, is because of a program that you saw. How long have you been running your business? 10 years now. Wow. And, uh, and the crazy thing is, I mean, I worked in the city for 30 years as a chartered surveyor. Wow. So what made you And change? I gave all that up to run my store. What, what made you move from uh, a chartered surveyor to someone selling fake army uniforms? <laughs> I, need, I needed a change in life. Divorce wow. and a change in life. Ah, divorce. Ah, women. Yeah. The thing that we Exactly. Do. It always comes back to women. It always comes. They rule the world. They they rule. Rule. Of course they do. It got, got into my head, changed the way I was thinking, and I thought I need to start again, do something totally different, and start a new life. Excellent, excellent. 
So uh, how, how has the lockdown affected your business? Because I'm sure it has affected your business. Well, it's, it's totally, I mean, this is one of our busiest months of the year, November, just before Christmas. Normally we're providing lots of uniforms for people going to parties, Halloween at the end of October, uh, Christmas parties, of course, now they're not happening. We're not able to supply people. We can only supply them on eBay. Fortunately, we have an eBay page, which is Go Commando London. And we're on, obviously, Instagram as Go Commando, and people are buying direct, but not the same amount of people that would be buying from the markets. Wow, wow. This is, this is, but so are you not, have you not transferred from being a traditional company to doing things online apart from eBay? Do you? I'm trying to, but I, I hate being online. I like to meet people. I like to talk to them. I like to be able to show them the clothes, let them feel the clothes, let them see them, let them try them on. It's very hard to do this online. Yeah, I know. I, I remember when I bought this one, it took me a while for me to just, you know, get the feel for it. I had to wear it several times and you had, to, con and you had to convince me that it really, really matched my, my presidential style. Exactly. You have the same problem as me. You like your food and your alcohol. Yes, definitely. I, I'm actually helping so myself. We, we, I'm helping myself. It means that you're not in the shape of a fit soldier, which most of the uniforms are designed for. <laughs> so it was obviously hard to find you the right size uniform. Are you indirectly saying that I've put on a lot of weight? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you're catching up with me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so it's lovely for you to uh, be on my podcast. The title of the podcast is called If Comedians Rule the World. And what tends to happen is my guests will choose a topic or topics that they want to talk about throughout the process of uh, being interviewed. So I know for a fact that one of the things you want to talk about is vaccination and electric cars. Let me just start by telling you that, uh, let me give you my view of what is actually happening in terms of the vaccination. There is a school of thought that we don't really need the vaccination because when you think of all these celebrities who had COVID, they haven't had the vaccination. The likes of Idris Elba, Boris Johnson, Donald Trump, if he had it, and several other people. The second point I would like to make, because I don't know whether you are for or against, is the fact that when I became, came into this world, I had vaccination for measles, for, uh, cholera or you know chicken pox and if I was running this country it will not be up for debate everyone would be vaccinated mandatory I don't care whether you are in under a democracy or not so I just lay my cards on the table that I would vaccinate everyone unless you have a health condition so I will leave you to open it up for us to debate where you are in terms of vaccinations? Well, like you, I've had vaccinations for everything and I've always been very pro-vaccinations because if, if it wasn't for vaccinations in your, your home countries, or where you're president in Africa, obviously, it has solved huge problems. Uh, where I'm worried about this current vaccination is it hasn't been tested enough. And even though I would like to have the vaccination, I would like to see all our leaders go first have the vaccination first, let's see what happens to them, and then maybe I'll think about having it myself. You are, if I've heard you correctly, you are basically saying you would like to see 
the Queen of England vaccinated. Definitely. You would like and, to uh, see Prince and Philip. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. You would like to see Matt Hancock. In short, you would like to see all he the leaders. the first person to have it. You know, when I arrived in this country many, many years ago, there was this thing called the mad cow disease. I don't know whether you remember that. And there was a, uh, uh, that's how I started to taste. I felt the taste of politics. And there was a guy called John Gomer, who was the minister or secretary of state for agriculture. So yeah, and he basically committed himself to actually tasting beef to convince the you and his family and his family. Oh, right. to yeah, I remember all that. Um, why do you feel that it is uh, necessary for the leaders to uh, demonstrate that it works by testing themselves. Why? Why not? What is it? Democracy not all about government for the people, by the people, by the people. So the people should get tested first before the leaders get tested. Because I remember plenty of other vaccines that have gone through years and years of testing and haven't passed. And how come this miracle vaccine can suddenly be passed so quickly? To me, something doesn't feel right. But there is a view. I don't know whether you believe, whether you're a conspiracy, conspiracy terrorist, but there is a view from what I have heard that the likes of Bill Gates and all these other people who are linked to government one way or the other because they sponsor them, that's what democracy does for you guys, is that they have been testing this thing anyway. They knew that this vaccination was going to happen. I mean, how long, how long do you need to test a vaccine? If they're telling you that it's 95% ready, what is wrong with you British subjects? Why are you not trusting your government? This is, this is, this, I, you know, feel, I just believe that democracy is a virus. It is a virus. You have lost trust in your people and the people who lead you. Because if your government is telling you that the vaccine is 95% ready, it doesn't matter how long. It just, you should be glad. You subjects are quick. But surely you remember previous medications in the past where people have taken it after it's been passed as safe, after it's been tested for three, four years, and they've taken it, and then they found out afterwards that there were serious side effects. Okay, give me one. Give me one example. Well, the, I've totally gone blank. It's the whiskey that I forgot the name of it. Is that? I, it's I remember. One that they were giving to pregnant women to stop yeah, that, being sick. That's the one called tandemine or something, I think it's called. Thalidomide. Yes, exactly. And that was to prevent... Is that Which is a famous one. It's a famous one. I, I fully understand that. But your government, the British government, led by Boris Johnson and Matt Hancock, they are basically saying to you... Yeah, very trustworthy you, people. And they are endorsing and saying to you that this is 95% ready. Even the scientists have actually said, ah, the last press conference, which was on Friday, the scientist who happens to be, I think he's mixed race, said he was prepared to take the vaccine. That should convince you, Phil. You should be, you, this is democracy. This is what it's For me, is. for my business, I want everybody to take it. Ah. Because if everybody takes it, then everything can get back to normal and I can start making some money working back in the market again. But the point, the problem, Phil, is- But, but there is something inside me, there's a nagging doubt. No, you have to, you, does that mean that you do not trust democracy then? You don't trust your leaders? I just want to see other people take it first before I take it. But what makes you believe that, okay, let's use this as an example. 
What makes you believe that if Matt Hancock televises himself taking the vaccine, he's actually taking the vaccine? It could be all, you know? That's very true. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, and, and also, have you ever thought about it? Because one of the things you said is that you want your, your everyone to take the vaccine so that your business can uh, come back. But it's going to take a while. There are well over 16 million people in the United Kingdom. It, I, I'm no expert, but I think it could take a year before you reach everyone. Not according to Boris, because again, as you say, we have to trust Boris. And he says everyone will have it by Easter. Is that what he said? That's what he said. By what? Easter, we'll be back to normal. Okay, so, but are they saying, because I, 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 I get really angry, you know, I, I get really angry with your government because one minute they're flirting with dictatorship, but they don't really want to embrace it, but they're setting the ground. You know, is he saying April on the basis that everybody will have to take it, it's mandatory? Are they forcing people or are they just basically saying, okay, you can vote whether you want it or not? Is that what they're saying? I don't think they even know what they're saying. This is half the problem. <laughs> Get out of here, Phil. They know what they're saying. They they have a every, every day they keep changing their mind. No, it is even, very I have I have been in this country. And now he's got rid of his head advisor. He really doesn't know. He's just saying yes to whatever his wife's telling him to say. Ah, oh, excuse me. Which, is, which actually gets me onto electric cars almost. Okay, we would get to electric cars, but <laughs> you said you said his wife, well, it's not actually his wife, it's his girlfriend. Sorry, his girlfriend. Yes, of course. Yes, let's get this right. So his future wife. I think they're engaged. So. Uh, uh, yeah, she's she, she's the most powerful girlfriend in British politics since Definitely. since I've been here. But yeah, I think Ivanka's been training her. So Ivana or whatever. Ivana. No, it can't be. Is it Ivana? I thought Ivana was Donald Trump's daughter. Was that okay? Ivanka was the first <laughs> wife. And then Melina, Milana, that's it. Milana yeah, Milana. <laughs> Boss cow. Get this right, mate. <laughs> but look, on a serious note, it, it, it's some, it, it, democracy should should um, should uh, be able to just demonstrate trust. People should be able to to believe in their government. And when a government says that the, a vaccine is ninety five percent ready, when a government is saying because uh, I heard today that there's going to be, they're going to reduce the lockdown restrictions and they're going to allow you guys to, to celebrate Jesus' birthday. You people should be grateful that you have a country and wise leaders who know what they're doing. And I don't understand why democracy... To me, that's the most crazy thing they could ever consider doing. How do you mean? By, by allowing us to celebrate Christmas is going to mean that I'm going to be, again, out of work for another month. For just celebrating something for two or three days. Well, come on, come on. You because they're allowed, they're, they're allowed four families all to gather together. All the kids who come back from university in the schools can all spread it with their grandparents, unless they've been vaccinated by then. But you know, you know, you know that when the Muslims were celebrating Eid, they didn't even allow them. So you Christians, uh, you Christians. Excuse me, I, I'm not Christian. Okay, okay, but okay, so the question is. Not... I wasn't allowed to celebrate my new year. Well, okay, well, then I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't blamed Corbyn for that, but that is okay. That is a <laughs> different... <laughs> That's a different matter entirely. But so, what if you had the. Because uh, I know we've had discussions about politics in the United Kingdom, just talking about the vaccination. 
how would you do it if you were prime minister if you were ruling the world how would you deal with the vaccination issue how would i do it i would tell everyone they have to be vaccinated whether they like it or not that's dictatorship if they're not if they're not vaccinated that's it you can't come out of your house you can't work you stay home but 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 that is that but that is against democracy that is that, oh, is, that okay if i was going to do it yeah but that 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 goes against so this is this does unfortunately in times like this i think democracy goes out the window which is exactly seen. you see this is why i believe that you know i always knew that you you were in terms of my i i i think people just pretend about uh uh, about uh, democracy and what it can be and what can be achieved because it's it's such an over exaggerated and deluded system. There needs to be direction. There needs to be strong leadership. You can't just offer people enough. It's almost like the British government is saying we have a vaccination. It's ninety to ninety five percent ready. We want you to vote whether you want it or not. <laughs> and we know forty eight percent will say no, and fifty two percent will say yes. We know that's the way it's going to go. But look, I'm always worried about that dodgy five percent. To exactly, I, I I asked the question and I said, okay, fine, it's ninety-five percent ready. But what about the five percent? Nobody is talking about the ninety, no. the five percent. Exactly. And that five percent, I think, is due to error, a lot of error. You know. And but, if there's what 70, 80 million people in this country, five percent is quite a lot of people. Yeah, that is how my mass is not very good. That's how many. Is that no, one million? But it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's you you remind me of Donald Trump by saying, I won the election <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> Hold on, I've just put my bleach down. So <laughs> well, I hear it's not bleach anymore for COVID. It's actually uh what is it I heard uh, recently? I think alcohol's supposed to be good as well. Alcoholic mouthwash. Yeah, no, the Listerine, Listerine mouthwash. Which is why I think drinking alcohol is the best thing. Well, I look. I just hope you're not drinking uh, Listerine and that you're drinking what, what type of... <laughs> I don't want to be accused of killing you off. <laughs> Even though if you die, I will just inherit all your uniform. I will just take all your... <laughs> yeah. okay. But I think that Hancock has shares in Listerine or something. You know, but what is really also interesting, I know you want to talk about electric cars. I don't know how far it is true, but do, there's been a lot of talk about corruption that these people are actually giving their friends contracts, PPE, the vaccination, they're all linked. Is that really happening in Britain? I don't no, believe it. Come on. It's this, this, com this country invented corruption. Really? Oh, of course it is. We all like to pretend we're very, very English and you know that nobody ever does anything. We're not corrupt at all. But if you go back to the East India country company and what they only got up to, but the but, corruption there with the government. But okay, fine. I hear you loud and clear. But this, this, what, why, why is it then that the British frown upon corruption in Africa when it is actually happening here? Right? We invented it. We showed them how to do it. Really? So of you course, that's where they that's where they learned it from from us. We were the so, experts. So this fake But news, now we pretend that we're you know we're above it all, we don't we're not corrupt anymore. That was way in our past. So you're telling me that it's not it's true. like we invented pollution with the industrial revolution. Okay, so you're telling me that fake news is not fake news that some of these contracts have been allocated to their friends. 
Hundred percent. Wow, and you can prove that. Ah, got to be careful what I say. Okay, cool. Okay, let's but move I know on. about government uniform contracts. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. And I got to be very careful what I say. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Okay, so I, I I know, and this is this is what this is what's really frustrating about democracy. You guys say you have freedom of speech, but you can't express yourselves. There's certain things you're quite cagey about what you say. You, you, you guys then really want to embrace dictatorship. You just don't know how to do it, you know? And that's what yeah, I totally agree. agree. <laughs> that's, and, and that's what I- I've always been pro-dictatorship. Yeah, thank you. That's why we get along so well. Anyway, let's move on to electric cars. Now, I know I have been following American politics. I, you know what is really interesting is the, the other day I went to London and I got fined for, uh, not only driving a diesel car into London, but there was also some kind of air emission, whatever charge. I almost paid about 160 pounds. It was really ridiculous that I had to pay that kind of money. I have seen electric cars in some areas. I think it's, uh, it's almost like white privilege. Not many people can afford an electric car. And I know where I live, there are quite a number of people who have it. You want to talk about electric cars. What is your view on Because electric? nobody has mentioned, mentioned electric vans. And if you think electric cars are expensive, you try and have a look at the price of electric vans, yeah. which are absolutely crazy. And what tradesman like myself who goes to a market with his van full of goods could afford an electric van. Okay, so is there a view? I think I was reading, I should know this, that eventually, uh, the government is planning to get rid of uh, non-electric cars. Is that the plan? You won't be able to buy a non-electric car after 1930. That's Boris's plan or his, or his fiancé's plan. Okay, okay, cool. Everybody's blaming his fiancé. Doesn't he think for himself? <laughs> but that is another matter. But, you know, you know, there is always pillow talk, you know, just like you run your business. Don't you talk to your wife for guidance? I talk to my six wives for, for advice about how I'm going to lead my country. So I'm sure, but, but, you know, pillow talk. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I could being Jewish, a Jewish wife is always the boss. So. Oh, okay, cool, cool, um, cool. So, um, so you're basically saying, are you not, you're, are you against electric cars? Is that what you're saying? Very against it. I mean, think of the pollution that they cause as well. The pollution they cause is nearly as bad as non-electric cars. You think of the batteries, the batteries we've got at the moment, what are you going to do with them when they, when they run out after 80,000 miles? But the view from uh, climate change... And where does the electricity come from? But the view from climate change is that it is better to have electric cars than to have cars with oil, petrol. At the moment, that's the view. But at the moment, a lot of the electricity we're getting is not clean electricity. The majority of it is dirty electricity. So you rather have in the future, maybe if it if they decide it's going to come from nuclear plants, from thousands and thousands and thousands of wind plants, which I don't know how they're going to manufacture in the next ten years, from solar. Yeah, you know what? The you know, you know what Britain needs to do. This is what Britain needs to do. It's just that these politicians would not listen to me. They just see me as a joke. You know, uh, as I understand it, correct me, Phil, the government has decided that they're going to spend 16 billion pounds on defense spending. Yeah, 
Why can't they just move the equator very close to the Congo Basin, move it to the United Kingdom? That will give you a soft- Fantastic idea. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna cost 16 billion pounds. No, definitely, no. sounds perfect. Yeah, that is what I think needs to happen. But I share that with you and you- I think they're trying to do that. Secretly, it's happening. It's not really climate change that we're getting warmer here. It's moving the equator. Yeah, and that's what they need to do, just because they've taken everything from Africa anyway, so they might as well just take the equator. Yeah, take it. They've taken the culture, the religion, the women, the oil, the resources, just take the equator. The, yeah, the, just take the equator and move it to the United Kingdom, and that will assist, because, um, I don't know, I've never been into an electric car before, but they look really prestigious. I, I remember walking down two weeks ago and I saw someone with a pipe and he was doing his, you could tell he was posh and he was doing his electric car. But don't you think that would also change uh, democracy? Because my understanding is your democracy is linked to corporate sponsorship. And uh, one, uh, I've been following the American politics and I know for a fact that Donald Trump said he wanted to, if I remember correctly now, I think Biden was for getting rid of the oil industry and Donald Trump was against that. And that caused a lot of tension because that's where the sponsorship comes from. But Phil, what would you, you know, I, I, I don't know. Do you believe in climate change? Do you believe in Greta? Do I believe in climate change? A small percentage of me does, but a larger percentage of me doesn't. But why, how climate is always changing. Yeah. The climate has changed over the last millions of years. The climate has changed drastically from ice age to warm periods to ice ages again. And all, all the climate is doing is just going through one of those changes at the moment, which right. will take another million years. Well, there's a view that there are too many. We might, we, we might affect it very in a tiny way, but who are we as human beings to be able to change what has happened over millions and millions of years and will happen over millions of years? So you just genuinely think this is all about the left wing and their propaganda and their... No, I, I think there is a slight climate change, but it's it's not as much as they say. Okay, okay, good, good. This is nice. I, I noticed when I was talking to you, there was someone, do you have a PA or was that your wife, your Jewish wife trying to control you in terms of what- yeah, I think saying? that's my wife trying to control me. She's anti-vaccination. <laughs> She's anti-vaccination. Oh, good. she won't let anyone put a needle anywhere near her. Yeah, are you, how are you with needles? Do you like injections? No, it doesn't bother me. No, I'm, I, 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 I've met so many small pricks in my life that it's not a problem. I, I can confidently tell you, and I'm not ashamed to tell you, that I don't like injections. You know, I just, I, I, it makes me, you don't want to hear the noise I make when, I, <laughs> when, I, when I'm supposed to be leader of a great uh, country. So um, my, one of my wives has been talking to me about, um, I don't know. I have put on weight, Phil. I have put on a lot of weight since I've been. You civilians call it lockdown. You need to find a new uniform. Then. Yes, and she's been nagging me that as soon as the opportunity arises to get back on stage, that I need to find myself a uniform. And the other thing is that uh, my critics in my government have often said that I am not dressing like a field marshal, that I am not dressing like a real president, but I, 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 I don't know what you think, because we've had, I think we've had these discussions before, but it'd be good to hear your views in camera, because my, my view was that uh, 
if I ever get the chance to be on TV, then I can dress fully like a real field marshal. What's the point of dressing like a field marshal when I'm not on TV yet? Well, I need to introduce you to another friend of mine, Sasha Baron Cohen. And he might have a nice white uniform for you, which would be absolutely perfect. With a, with a white hat, with a lot of gold on it, which they call scrambled egg. And the more scrambled egg you have on it, the more important you are. And of course, we need to get you a lot more medals. So, on a serious note, are you friends with such a boy, or you are just named Colin? No, I'm just, I've, I've made too much. Because <laughs> I, I thought perhaps maybe that's where he buys, your, buys his uniforms from. Look, yeah. it's been, it's been uh, wonderful to talk to you, Phil. I hope you have enjoyed it. I genuinely uh, enjoy talking to you, even off camera. There are times when I don't necessarily want to buy a uniform. I just walk around the streets of the market and I know I say, oh, I have to come and talk to Phil and let's just um, engage. And we did a video together, didn't we? A few weeks ago. We did, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that um, didn't go viral, but almost did. Uh, I'm hoping this, <laughs> I'm hoping this would. But is there anything at all you would like to say to my fans? And like I said to you, a lot of people who enjoy my comedy are army enthusiasts. I mean, for example, uh, when the first lockdown um, uh, started, I got in touch with Phil and um, I bought this mask uh, from Phil. Um, and it was, it was, um, I, I felt really, really good. I stood out in front of, all these people who were wearing, uh, don't you, haven't you noticed, Phil, how the Muslims have really got us to start wearing stuff like them in this country? You know, we're now wearing masks all over the place. But this was a very nice product. I think I bought like 12 of you and I still have them. And it's very distinct. You know, it goes with my, with my uh, uniform. But this is the opportunity to tell my punters, my, my audience members, also remember, We've got people from all over the world. So where can they find you? Are you on Instagram, Facebook, so on and so forth? Plug yourself. Yeah. So if, if you're not in London, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under go underscore commando. You shouldn't be able to, the name go commando, you should never forget. So just go underscore commando and then you'll find me on Instagram or Facebook. If you're in London ever, you can normally, if we're not, not during a pandemic, you can find me in Covent Garden on a Monday in an antique market. You can find me in Brick Lane every Sunday, Portobello Road every Friday, or St Albans, where you found me on a Saturday. Yes, that is true. That is true. And I look forward um, to, um, to seeing you soon once uh, uh, Boris Johnson releases me from house arrest. Uh, to all my listeners and audiences, we, this has been fantastic. This is my fifth episode. I have been talking to Phil Amory, who runs a, a, a NAMI shop uh, around the country, uh, used to be a city surveyor, uh, decided that he wanted to run his own business, which I think is brilliant. You know, I was talking to someone the other day about the lockdown and the changes that we've made. And it's really interesting that, you know, if you do not embrace change, change will get you. And that is what I believe about lockdown. I mean, if someone had said to me a year ago that I will do a podcast and I'll be interviewing Phil and several other people, I said, nah, I'll be out there tonight on stage 
performing to 350 people. So please subscribe, tell people about this uh, podcast, If Comedians Rule the World. I am going now to end this uh, conversation. And uh, I want to thank Phil for spending time with me uh, away from his wife. And I hope he will make up with his wife because he has said a few things that I think might get him into some trouble from vaccinations <laughs> to, to electric cars. So folks, thank you so much and see you soon. Thank you.